Craig Hoffman with you on a Saturday on 106.7 The Fan, thefandc.com, the Odyssey ha- app, and happy to be joined now by Alicia Jessup. She's an associate professor at Pepperdine's Law School and a contributor to The Athletic and Washington Post, where she writes about legal issues. And I wanted to have Alicia on to talk about vaccine mandates and the legality around them regarding the players' unions in multiple sports and some other nuanced things that I think are interesting and relevant to whether players can get on the floor or not as the NBA season's about to start, as, as football continues, etc. But literally, Alicia, as I was emailing you the other day, we've had you on before on all these collegiate issues uh, surrounding, um, you know, employment status and, and all the different legalities around uh, the uh, name, image, and likeness. And, and then there was a Supreme Court case or a huge court case. I guess it's a federal court case that broke. So, of course, as I, as I was having you on and these other things, this is where we start because this is all this is what your life is. It's just coming on shows like this and talking about the fact that college athletes probably deserve to be paid. That, that's just what it seems like, right? Yeah, I, I guess that is what it is, and I feel like we're one step closer than we were a week ago. I should add that Alicia has actually worked on these cases, so I say that somewhat facetiously. She's actually doing the work as well as commentating on it. So with that, can you fill us in on what this latest step is, who it applies to, and why it seems to be fairly significant? Well, unfortunately, at this point, I feel like there's more questions than answers related to the first part of your question, who does it apply to? So what happened earlier this week is the newly appointed general counsel for the National Labor Relations Board issued a memorandum providing guidance on the rights that college athletes have. So in 2014, a group of Northwestern football players attempted to unionize. In the United States, we have a body of federal law called the National Labor Relations Act, which was enacted in 1935, and it gives employees at private employers a series of rights, one of which is the right to unionize, the second of which is the right to collectively bargain, which most easily stated what that means is your employer has to negotiate with you on certain things, including wages, hours, and conditions of employment. So in 2014, the Northwestern football team was seeking greater rights. A a lot of times it gets reported that they were looking to be paid, but if you get down to the crux of what their unionization attempt was all about, they were looking for greater health benefits. So they filed a unionization petition with their regional office of the NLRB, and the first question that that office had to face is, is this group of young men employees? And so I don't want to get too deep in the legal weeds here, but there are several different tests that can be applied to determine if a group of people is employees. And applying the relevant tests, that board said, yes, this team at this one school are employees and can go forward with the unionization process. Fast forward through an appeal, um, and it reached the head NLRB in D.C., And that entity said, you know what, we're not going to allow this petition to move forward because if we allow this one team at this one school to unionize in the system, the system being the NCAA, which includes both public and private universities, it could totally eradicate the NCAA's business model and eliminate their stated mission of promoting competitive balance. So it was a really interesting legal precedent that was being carved out in 2014 because the law says, yes, this group of people is employees. And then you have this other law that says if you are an employee, you have these special rights, namely the right to unionize and collectively bargain. 
But the head NLRB said, we're, we're not going to touch this. We're not going to allow this group of employees to exercise their rights. So come back to earlier this week where the general counsel issued that memo. And we have to understand this is a new general counsel. She was recently right. appointed. It was a party line appointment where Vice President Harris had to cast the deciding vote. So arguably, she's going to push forward a different agenda than the GC under the Trump administration did. And she she said, look, some of these college athletes are employees, not all of them, but some of them. And so that's where the uncertainty lies as well, who? And then most strikingly for lawyers like me is she raised what's called a joint employer argument which could create a pathway for college athletes at state universities like Clemson and Alabama, Old Miss, whose states do not have a state version of labor law, thus they do not recognize unions. She created a pathway in this memorandum for that group of employees to unionize. So this is a lot, if you're still listening and or confused, <laughs> um, don't feel bad. A lot of lawyers are very confused about what happened earlier this week. But I think what you're going to see in the immediacy is you're going to see a team or two attempt to unionize both at a private university and at a public university. And this time, they're much more likely to be successful than they were seven years ago in 2014. So I guess we're, to, again, like there's probably a podcast length version of this conversation where we try to get into some of the legalese and I stop you a hundred times and say, can you please explain that? I'm not a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. But just to keep it in, in the talk radio version and the time window we have and, and kind of almost fast forward through to some outcomes and, and I guess some more high level questions. To me, it would make sense then with this demarcation of private public and some of the, the issues you just described that they try to unionize together, that they say that the, the, the collection of people that we are trying to, to get rights for is not the Clemson University football team, the whatever. It's like NCAA football players or even wider NCAA athletes. Does that is that window now farther open? And, and what would that mean for the NCAA? And I realize that is a massively large question. Yeah, I, I think that's a great place to bring this. It, it's wide open. And we, we have to realize that something has happened in between 2014 and today. That thing being on July 1st, the NCAA removed its restriction on college athletes being able to profit from their name, image, and likeness after numerous states enacted bills saying that the NCAA could not foreclose that opportunity to college athletes. So we have this new marketplace emerging where there are a bunch of corporations that want to enter into endorsement deals with college athletes. But to get some of these deals done, you need what is called group licensing. So for instance, to create a video game with NCAA athletes appearing in it, a company like EA is going to have to go from college athlete to college athlete to college athlete, getting them to sign contracts, granting them a license to their publicity rights. Well, that takes a lot of time, and it's also not guaranteed. So there's not a lot of incentive for EA to recreate that NCAA um, football game right now. However, if all of the NCAA football players were organized under the umbrella of a union like the NFL players are, EA would just have to go to one source to have those rights secured. That source would be the union because when unions represent professional athletes, 
um, they tend to secure a group license to their name, image, and likeness. So absolutely, that's where this is heading. Um, several years ago, I reported for The Athletic that there were numerous groups popping up who were expressing interest in galvanizing the troops, if you will, and unionizing college football players. So I do believe that following this memorandum, you are going to see some players, um, and I use the player as a union player, not an athlete player, there's going to be some entities popping up saying, all right, we're the entity that's going to attempt to organize football players. I think it will be sport specific um, just because each sport has its own issues related to health and safety and playing fields, et cetera. And they also have different revenue valuations. So there's probably going to be greater interest in football and men's basketball than say women's rowing. For sure. And as we're seeing with the reckoning in the NWSL right now, like some of these uh, non-revenue, non-front page sports are probably going to want very specific player protections and things that might not seem as necessary at higher levels or might even come standard at higher levels. They're going to have to fight for them harder. So uh, we'll see uh, how all that plays out at the collegiate level as that becomes an option. Alicia Jessup is our guest on the BetQL guest line. Um, speaking of, of unions, uh, the, the NBA PA has been in the spotlight this week as they, I guess, resist um, a vaccine mandate that the NBA did throw at them on some level, whether it was a formal offer or just like a, hey, what would you think of this? Um, at this point, uh, at the point that, that we are chatting, roughly 95% of the league player-wise is inoculated, but the, that 5% still exists. And, and I'm just curious, uh, like what, that, to me, there's kind of two questions. What is the responsibility of the union to look at the 95% and say, we would like to protect you and thus we are okay with the demand. And and then if the 5% is upset, how do they deal with that? And then what is the power of the union to do that in the first place? You know, like, you know, the NBA, for instance, famously instituted a dress code. Um, you know, they, so there clearly are things that the NBA has the right to do. Why does not a vaccine mandate not fall under that, that, that it just can't be mandated and it has to be collectively bargained? Yeah, so there's two different rules um, at play here, and it kind of goes back to the conversation we were just having related to why would college athletes want to exercise this right to unionize? So when you are deemed an employee in the United States, your employer has to negotiate with you on wages, hours, and conditions of employment. When your group of employees has unionized, that negotiation, which we call collective bargaining, has to run through the union. So a vaccine mandate requiring employees to get vaccinated, that's a condition of employment. And so it has to be brokered between the union. I don't know the exact rationale that the NDPA is using to say, well, despite the high percentage of our players who are vaccinated, we're nonetheless not going to agree to a vaccine mandate through collective bargaining, I, I don't know what their rationale is there. Um, you know, when you're when you're a union representative, you're charged with representing every employee. And it, it might be they say, look, we take these people's interests, whatever the interests are that they have in choosing not to get vaccinated, we take them seriously and we are going to advocate zealously for that outcome, um, that it not be required. So I unfortunately am not privy to the strategy <laughs> that's driving this 
refusal to um, agree to a vaccine mandate, you know, and so the, the example that you gave related to the dress code, we have to remember what led up to the dress code. Unfortunately, a friend of mine jumped into the stands and got <laughs> into a fight with fans. And I mean, I, I love that. And that is one of the best people you will ever meet. But the excuse me, the NBA was under a microscope at that period of time, and it was a huge conversation in the public where these players were being demeaned as to who they were. So the, there's competing interests here in professional sports, where on the one hand of the coin, you have the collective bargaining agreement, you have the union, but the commissioners in professional sport have huge powers that stem from baseball's Black Sox scandal called the commissioner's best interest of the league power. And so how David Stern was able to institute that dress code was through his best interest of the game power, where he was able to point to the fact that perhaps viewership was declining, um, attendance was declining, and in turn, the league revenues were declining. And he was able to make an argument that but for the institution of this dress code, those things are going to continue to happen. And so he wielded his unilateral power that's very unique to the sport industry to execute that dress code. So it's kind of an interesting study of just the governance and legal structure of sport where one of these examples definitely falls under collective bargaining because it relates to the health of the players. But the other Stern can make a pretty valiant argument that it falls under the best interest of the game power. Makes sense. Again, Alicia Jessup with us. You can read her work in The Athletic and The Washington Post on all kinds of different legal issues. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to, to just ask more specifically on the vaccine front real quick is the mandates that have been put in place in New York City and in San Francisco, where it looks like Kyrie Irving, who is not vaccinated, Andrew Wiggins, who are not vaccinated or who is not vaccinated, as home team players, they're not going to be able to play in their home arenas in Brooklyn and San Francisco, respectively. Yet, Bradley Beal says earlier this week, uh, one of our Washington Wizards players here in D.C., I'm not vaccinated. He's somehow going to be able to play in those very same arenas. And my very simple question is, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking before this that this isn't the most simple question. The, the best answer I can give you is it boils down to jurisdiction and who those laws cover. So if, if we look at the mandates that the respective cities application to individuals employed within the border geographically that they cover. So essentially what we're seeing play out is we're seeing a whole play out in the mandate where Technically, the Warriors are employees within that border, but in order to exercise their job function, employees from outside of the border routinely come in to the border. And so what I think you might see happen is the leaders in these respective geographic locations as sport moves more back into the mainstream where they're not playing in a bubble, they're going to realize the fallacy of their mandates and possibly amend them to require anyone doing work within the geographic border must be mandated. So essentially what's going on is a loophole in the drafting of the mandates where the mandates only apply to residents um, to perform work within the border. So 
there's no real good solid reason other than just showing that our governance system and structure in America is not foolproof. No, that seems like a pretty gigantic loophole. Uh, seems like one that, that <laughs> yeah. like, why are we doing it just for the residents of people? Uh, whatever. Okay. All right. Good job, New York, San Francisco. That's, the best, that's the best answer I could give you. Um, it's a good answer because like clearly one. if there was if there was like something that made sense, I wouldn't have had to ask you the question. It just doesn't – if your reason is because you think the thing works for the safety of public health, allowing people to come in from the outside and ruin your bubble of public health seems like a really bad thing to write into the law. But I'm not a law writer. I'm a talk radio host who's <laughs> gabbing into a microphone. Hey, I, I think you had a very valid question, and I think it's the <laughs> fact that the lawmakers have forgotten that once we come out of our bubbles, once we come out of quarantine, we're moving back into interstate commerce where just because somebody doesn't live within your zip code, it doesn't mean that they're not going to come into your zip code and do work. So, hey, you found a you found a major flaw in yeah. these mandates. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's New York City and San Francisco. They're small towns where nobody visits, so you know it's right, probably, right, probably right. be fine. <laughs> uh, you can make sure you follow Alicia on Twitter again, Alicia Jessup, uh, and you can also read her work, The Washington Post, The Athletic. Uh, she's been great on all this NCA stuff, and I'm happy that we got to uh, expand on a couple of other legal issues today as well on the show. Alicia, thanks as always for your time, and I'm sure we'll do this again. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Alicia Jessup on the BetQL guest line. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Craig Hoffman with you on a Saturday on The Fan. We will wrap up the show next. Uh, going back to what we were just talking about with Alicia. And uh, perhaps if we use a basketball analogy, everybody will understand. That's next on The Fan. Craig Hoffman with you on 106.7 The Fan. Wrapping up the show. Giving way to what do we got next Linnell? Nats playing next one more Addy wrapping it up here wrapping it up where are we today on my calendar that'd be nice that's right Nats Red Sox one more so that's coming up I'm sorry I'm sorry uh and then they play in the afternoon tomorrow so that's why Logan and I get to still go to one o'clock I'm sorry I just I haven't paid attention to the Nationals in a hot second. I know Soto has finished the year on fire. But uh, let's just say they haven't been super relevant to uh, the larger sports conversation. I think that's a fair assessment of where we are post-trade deadline. So, but looking forward to next year, which is just around the corner. <laughs> Nats fans, sunshine it because it's almost over. Um, I want to circle back to uh, the topic that we were talking about at the end there with Alicia, but a little bit of a different spin on it. Um, and that is the potential for a vaccine mandate in the NBA, which is not going to happen. And Alicia explained to you the legality of that in that it is a health and safety measure and thus has to be collectively bargained. And that makes total sense. I'm fine with that. Um it's a good thing that unions have power. The things that unions have accomplished in this, the history of this country for workers are incredible, uh, including a weekend, which is ironic because I'm working on the weekend, but it's okay because I don't do this during the week, et cetera, et cetera. But that there, there's just so much that uh, is worth 
you know that that unions have done uh and it is worth unions having the power um even if occasionally uh you talk to business owners and they're like yeah that's kind of a pain in the butt um but one of the like most fascinating things about the covid vaccination conversation that has 100% taken a front and center stage in sports is this rugged individualism that is so American um, that, that everyone has taken. Of, and Bradley Beal uh, and Andrew Wiggins have explicitly said this this week, like, hey, this is my choice. It's private. It's a private matter. It's my personal decision. And I would just like to tell them that no, it's not. It is on some level, a personal decision you have to make with your doctor. There are legitimate reasons why people cannot get vaccinated because there are reactions to various parts of the vaccine. Again, these are things that have been known for years. These vaccines are not new. Literally, the only part of new part of either of the vaccines uh, or any of the vaccines available is the COVID protein that goes into it. Um, but like the other ingredients that have been around and proven safe and effective for years. And with that over time has been heavily studied and understood what could cause an adverse reaction. And so for the people that have those allergens, obviously I'm not talking about you or them. However, you might come uh, to listening to that statement. So, uh, I think there's also been some interesting and, and one part that I admittedly need to do more research on um, and I think is a part of this conversation that does apply directly to Bradley Beal is natural immunity. Um, Beal had COVID. Now when he's like, well, I've had COVID already. I'm like, yeah, if you had gotten vaccinated, maybe you wouldn't have gotten COVID and then you would have gone to the Olympics, which would have been cool for, you know, you. But alas, here we are. Um, and because really what the goal is, is not like mass vaccination, it's mass immunity. Vaccination is the vehicle through which we get to that. But the reason it's not just a personal decision is this is a highly contagious virus. The reason why this thing has changed all of our lives and changed sports and changed business and changed everything over the last almost two years now is because it is unusually contagious and unusually dangerous that people can get it and die at a significantly higher rate or just go to the hospital. And then all of a sudden you have hospitals that typically operate at a pretty high capacity anyway, that don't have the room for anything else. There's so many stories about people who have gotten to a car accident or had whatever other random medical thing that has happened to them and they can't get into the emergency room because it is full of COVID patients. And so the, the reason that this particular virus has caused such a disruption is because it is not about any single person. And the basketball analogy I would use in this, like if I was trying to explain to Bradley Beal or Andrew Wiggins or whoever about this is like, yes, it is a personal decision if you have the ball in your hands of whether or not you shoot it. But that decision has an effect on the rest of your teammates, on your coaches. If you're a bad player and you shoot a lot and you don't make it, your team's gonna lose and then you'll probably get cut. Sure, so like, yeah, you could get uh, the, the worst thing that happens. Uh, you could get cut or in the analogy, like side mirror world, you could get COVID, but you also could get have other people get affected. People who could get fired themselves, who could not hit bonuses for hitting certain statistical things that they would otherwise hit and you weren't a selfish ball hawk. And so at the end of the day, like this is a team sport, which is why I am so mystified that some athletes are so 
I don't like not understanding of the team nature of what what public health officials and experts and societally we are trying to accomplish here. Like we are a all members of an interconnected society and there is room for individualism within that society. But when ultimately our paths cross, there has to be a discussion about where like my rights start and your rights end to be as broad as possible, which like is not a big giant, massive controversial political statement. It's a conversation about stop signs. And that is what is so frustrating to me. And I just, David Aldridge was phenomenal on this in The Athletic. I can't recommend his column enough. There's a reason he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I would, I'll, I'll tweet out the link to DA's uh, thing because he said this all better than I could. And also, I'm out of time. Uh, Linnell, great work today uh, behind the glass. Thank you, sir. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Logan Paulson talking football, Washington football team, pregame show. We will see you coming up at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, my name is Craig Hoffman. Hope you enjoyed the show. You missed any of it. Use the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app. And Nats Baseball is next. The following is a presentation of Odyssey, presented by the official Unsolved Mysteries podcast with never heard before mysteries on the Odyssey app and wherever you listen to podcasts. Baseball is back. In Washington, D.C. Here's the pitch, and the flashbulbs go off. It's in there, a cold strike one. And that first pitch will be headed to Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame as baseball is back in Washington. Swing a fly ball deep right field. Giving chase, the right fielder Gonzalez toward the corner, looking up at the wall, and it's gone! Ryan Zimmerman is now the all-time home run hitter Washington, D.C. baseball history. Ramos flashes the sign. Scherzer comes set. Now the kick. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider. He has tied the major league record for strikeouts in a game with 20 strikeouts. Outside target, Chirinos the pitch. Swing a line drive, slice down the right field line toward the corner. Springer back, looking up, and this one is gone. It hits the foul pole, and the Nationals lead as Howie Kendrick has provided his signature moment in the World Series. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. This is Nats on Deck on the Fetters UA Local 602 Washington Nationals Radio Network. Here are Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Getting ready for baseball coming up in less than 30 minutes. The middle game of this interleague series at Nationals Park between the Boston Red Sox and the Washington Nationals. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Nats on Deck. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you. Great ball game last night. Red Sox and Nationals in a tight one, matching up Josh Rogers, who's done very well for the Nationals, and the left-hander Eduardo Rodriguez for the Boston Red Sox. Nationals threatened with a leadoff double for Lane Thomas in the first and later a walk to Soto, but it kind of be a theme for the ninth. The Nationals left those runners on base, and it was a scoreless game until the top of the sixth inning with Rodgers giving up a base hit to Xander Bogarts. Two batters later, J.D. Martinez single to left, and up next was Hunter Renfro. Rodgers checks the runner. He throws. Swinging a long drive. Left center field. This one's crushed. Way back it goes, and it is long gone. Six rows deep into the Brewhouse red seats. Hunter Renfro, home run number 31. And the Red Sox, with one big swing, take a 3-0 lead here in the sixth inning.
And for the second straight start, Rogers gave up consecutive home runs. It was Bobby Dahlbeck in the next pitch to left center with his 25th, and the Red Sox had a 4-0 lead. Their starter, Rodriguez, out of the sixth inning. The Red Sox in the bullpen with Ryan Brazier finishing the sixth. Matt Barnes in the mound in the bottom of the seventh with one out, and Alcides Escobar took him deep to left center for his fourth home run of the year to make it 4-1. The Nationals get a little closer with Adam Adovino on the mound for Boston in the bottom of the eighth inning. One out, and Jordy Mercer at the play. Now the pitch. Swing by Mercer and a drive to deep left field. Schwarber going back, way back. Warning track at the wall. It is gone. Goodbye. Jordy Mercer. Bang. Zoom. He goes with his second home run of the year. That made it a 4-2 game. Two batters later, Andrew Stevenson, who made three sensational catches in the outfield, doubled over the center fielder's head. It bounced over the wall, but Adovino struck out pinch hitter Ryan Zimmerman to end the eighth. Two walks by Hansel Robles with two out of the bottom of the ninth. Soto and Bell back-to-back, but Cabert Ruiz flied out two pitches later, and the Red Sox had a huge 4-2 win in their playoff drive. Yeah, frustrating night for the Nationals. So many scoring chances. Juan Soto and Josh Bell on base four times each. Neither score and the Nationals have missed some chances with bases loaded and with two men on base. But for the Red Sox, the day worked out perfectly for them. They win. Seattle loses late at night, so Boston is in control of its own destiny with a one-game lead for the second wildcard spot. So if they win their last two games, they're in and potentially could host if things break as the Yankees lost yesterday and are trailing today. So you have a scenario where the wildcard game could still be at Fenway Park, but the Nationals hope to play spoilers, and certainly fans in Toronto and Seattle are hopeful of that. Now, the Red Sox can guarantee themselves a spot if they win and both Seattle and Toronto lose today. They know they'd be in one of the two spots. Right. If that happens, they could save a Chris Sale, who's scheduled to pitch tomorrow, and hold him off until the wild card game. So they could clinch today. But if the Nationals can spoil him, then you bring some potential three-team or even four-team tiebreakers into the mix. And though that math is, gets very, very complicated. It would be total chaos. I was looking at that this morning. You could potentially have all four teams tie for all four spots or two tie for one and two tie for the second and if if you want to break it down you'll get a headache trying to figure out who's going where indeed and then all kinds of tiebreakers just to figure out who would host right. the games and the teams could play multiple days before a wild card game and it would delay the wild card game by a day it could get crazy I or would. it might just work out who knows <laughs> Coming up here on Nats on Deck, we'll have a closer look at today's pitching matchup. It's Josiah Gray for the Nationals, Tanner Houck for the Red Sox. We'll have our keys to the game. And up next, this date in Nationals history on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. There is nothing better than going to the ballpark. But if you can't do that, going to Tap Sports Bar at MGM National Harbor to root on the Nets might be a close second. With over 48 beers on tap, you'll never have to yell, Hey, beer man! And with 70 TVs, you won't miss a home run standing in line for the restroom. At Tap Sports Bar at MGM National Harbor, you can add a giant pretzel, wings, and a signature tap burger to your list of game day favorites. Make every game monumental at MGM National Harbor. Tap Sports Bar is now 21-plus venue and mass are required at all times. At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we've upped the benefits without upping the price. With Magenta Max, you get our best plan for 5G with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, you'll pay zero cost to switch. 
and bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to 800 bucks only at T-Mobile. Capable device required for 5G. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p. 40 gigs high-speed tethering. Up to $800 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Support charges waived. See details at T-Mobile.com. Budweiser Select is just 99 calories. 99 of the biggest, boldest, loudest, and proudest, medias, double bicep flexiest, lip-spanking, tongue-punching, 400-yard passing, home-run hitting, mic-drop-kicking, third-eye-of-the-tiger-opening, lightning-powered electric guitar crank to 11-shredding, Clydesdale thunder-clapping calories you ever go. Budweiser Select. Light on calories, heavy on taste. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch. Budweiser Select Lager. St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, this is Charlie Slows. When I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my scorebook and notes, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, that's that smooth, constant comment flavor that tastes great and keeps my voice in peak condition, even if the game goes into extra innings. Whether I drink it hot or brewed over ice, I refuse to settle, and neither should you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea and join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in D.C. Bigelow tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. When the afternoon rolls around, today's doers can't stop doing. They answer emails with one word, wear wearables on their wearables. And now there's an afternoon pick-me-up just for them. New Coca-Cola with coffee. A great Coke taste infused with Brazilian coffee. So whatever your afternoon brings, Coke with coffee is perfect for you. Introducing Coke with coffee. Keep your afternoon on track with a nice cold Coca-Cola with coffee. A great Coke taste infused with Brazilian coffee. Grab one today. Your afternoon will thank you. Coke with coffee. You're listening to the Washington Nationals Radio Network. Work is work, but there's nothing like a good workout. Tennis, mountain biking, a good run, sweating off the week. That's what weekends are for. Of course, a misstep could put you out of commission. That's why Innova Sports Medicine is here for you. We treat your injuries and recovery like you're a pro. In fact, Innova is the official sports medicine partner of the Washington Nationals. See how we keep you on top of your game at innova.org sports. Welcome back to Nats on Deck. It's the Nationals and the Boston Red Sox getting ready for the middle game of this three-game interleague series after the Red Sox won a tight one last night by the score of 4-2. to two. It'll be right-handers on the hill this afternoon. It'll be Tanner Houck, a rookie going for the Red Sox. He's 1-5 with a 3.80 ERA as he makes his 13th start and 18th appearance of the year. And for the Nationals making his final start of the year, 23-year-old right-hander Josiah Gray. It'll be his 14th appearance and 13th start with a record of two and two much more on both coming up a bit later in our pitching matchup segment right now it's time for this date in nationals history we go back to october 2nd 2016 the nationals on the way to another national league east championship and the postseason get their 95th win of the year with a 10 to 7 win over the miami marlins the final tune up for the postseason for max scherzer and he earned his 20th win of the year despite giving up five runs in five innings in the win his second 20 win season in his career. Back to the Nationals inaugural season of 2005. They played their final game of the year against the Phillies in front of over 36,000 fans and drew more than 2.6 million fans for the season, shattering the previous attendance mark for baseball in the nation's capital. It happened on this date in Nationals history, October the 2nd. Back with our keys to the game next on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. 
Hi, Charlie Slows here for my friends at PVI Office Furniture. Check out PVI's huge selection of both new and reconditioned furniture all under one roof at their showroom in Frederick, Maryland. Now open on Saturdays. Don't wait around for weeks for your furniture to show up from one of those big box stores. PVI has quick turnaround and delivery. Go 1-0 today with PVI Office Furniture. Fast, excellent, affordable. Business regrows with PVI. Visit their showroom in Frederick, Maryland or online at pvipvi.com today. Hi, I'm Jeff Dick, Chairman and CEO of Main Street Bank. Main Street Bank is a proud partner of the Washington Nationals. At Main Street, we listen. We take pride in our ability to customize a solution that meets your needs, big or small. We succeed when you succeed. Main Street Bank, put our bank in your office today. For more information, visit us at mstreetbank.com. Member FDIC an equal housing opportunity lender. You were always told not to play with fire. But what if we told you that now you can play with Fireball? What's that? It's a way to ignite your game for pick three and pick four from the Virginia Lottery. With Fireball, replace any lottery draw numbers for the chance at new winning combinations. Just double the cost of your play. So I get to let my hair down? Grab a bull by the horns? Boldly go where I've never gone before? I'll have to speak to our legal team, but sounds like you've got the right idea. Pick three and pick four with Fireball. Ignite your game. For odds and information, visit VALottery.com. Nats on Deck continues here from Nationals Park. It is a gorgeous day. First pitch coming up at 4.05, the middle game of this interleague series. Time now for our keys to the game, brought to you by Van Meter Homes. Find the keys to your brand-new home at vanmeterhomes.com today and let their family build a home for yours. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler from the Alarm.com broadcast booth here at Nationals Park. The Nationals lineup is much the same as it was last night. We found out after the game that Yadiel Hernandez did not start yesterday because he had a dental procedure during the day yesterday, and so uh, he got a little bit of rest but he did pinch it and is available off the bench today. So Andrew Stevenson, who made three absolutely sensational plays, Dave, he doesn't make those catches. It's not a close game last night. Yeah, I mean, how many runs did he save in the seventh inning alone with the two catches and then had one to cap the top of the eighth inning? Unfortunately, not a great day offensively for the bottom part of the lineup, although... Later in the game, Mercer did homer and Stevenson double in the eighth inning, but really that was the key in the game in the fourth inning. Six, seven, and eight up with the bases loaded, no outs, strikeout, foul, pop up, ground out. And in the sixth inning, with two on and nobody out, ground out, strikeout, strikeout. And so it's the same three hitters just in a different order with the right hander opening for the Red Sox. It's going to be Stevenson sixth, Mercer seventh, and Carter Keyboom eighth. And so again, uh, with Luis Garcia uh, nursing a tender side, uh, we were surprised that. Number one, Garcia didn't start yesterday. Number two, didn't pinch hit later in the game. So we might not see Garcia in, in either of the three games, any of the three games of this series. But you know, hopefully the Nationals can get some production from the bottom of the lineup because Soto and Bell were on base a combined eight times yesterday. Never scored a run amongst yeah. those uh, those two players. Yeah, we found out today about Garcia after wondering why he didn't get into the game at all last night when there were situations where he could have hit or even pinch run late in the game uh, when the Nationals had men on base in the ninth inning. They didn't have Garcia available, and they do have Gerardo Parra, an extra player off the bench, because Josh Rogers was put on the injuries list today with a, a right hamstring strain. He's not going to pitch again, so Parra helps them coming off the bench. He was with the team on the entire road trip, uh, taking batting 
batting practice, and so it isn't like he's been sitting around doing nothing with, with his knee uh, that had given him the inflammation issue. Well, it's it's interesting for the roster. If Garcia's indeed not available in any of the three games, it does give you that extra bat off the bench. And if you're going to have a sellout crowd, you know what, what's, uh, what's the harm in having one more baby shark here uh, today or tomorrow uh, to take you back to 2019? Don't know what Parra's future is going to be, either whether he's going to play at all next year or with the organization. So uh, it might be a last time or two for the fans to turn back the clock to two years ago with what a special season it was. Yeah, Red Sox lineup much the same. They're going to have Hunter Renfro in center again, and J.D. Martinez playing the outfield at that big throw to throw out Soto at third in the game last night. But Alex Verdugo will start in left field. Kyle Schwarber moves to first base with Bobby Dahlbeck off the bench. Yeah, the decision for Alex Cora was basically between Dahlbeck and Verdugo, and he felt that Verdugo was a better matchup against Josiah Gray. Uh, you know, Dahlbeck gives you the home run threat more so than Verdugo, but Verdugo hits right-handed pitching very well, and so that's uh, that's why Alex Cora goes with that alignment. Uh, Kyle Schwarber making his eighth start at first base, and uh, and Cora said they're, they're not asking him to do too much over there, catch throws from the infielders, field ground balls, you know, just try to stay out of the way. He says uh, Schwarber's done a good job with it. He's athletic. We know that he's kind of underappreciated as an outfielder. He had the bad rap of not being a great outfielder. He certainly did fine in his time with the Nationals, and, and the, the Red Sox are happy with, with what they're getting from him at first base. They're real happy with what they're getting in the batter's box. Well, most times when catchers go to place first base, Dave, the one thing they can do is pick a ball out of the dirt. Yeah, and we know he can do that. We know he can catch a pop-up. Yep. So he's he was got those going for him. Yep. He's learned how to play the outfield, and catcher he was originally knows how to take a ball out of the dirt. Our keys to the game brought to you by Van Meter Homes. The pitching matchup is next when we continue on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. Cabert Ruiz, a switch hitting catcher with power and patience. Cade Cavalli, the 2021 minor league leader in strikeouts. Josiah Gray, a major league ready ace in the making. The future is now, and it'll be on full display in West Palm Beach this spring. Discover the Palm Beaches and some of the top prospects in all of baseball at spring training in 2022. Tickets available at nationals.com slash spring. Step into the betters box with BetMGM. You heard right. Place bets in and around Nationals Park from your phone. Download the app or go to betmgm.com to register. And with BetMGM as the official sports betting partner of the Nationals, fans will have access to special offers all season. And the best part? A BetMGM sportsbook is coming to Nationals Park. Swing for the fences with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus, D.C. and V.A. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You're listening to the Washington Nationals Radio Network. If your kids are into sports, you got to up your game. And Inova Sports Medicine can help. We take a multidisciplinary approach to diagnosing, treating, and nurturing up-and-coming athletes. We also give parents a competitive edge with plenty of support and play-by-play information if there's an injury. We're on top of our game, too. In fact, Inova is the official sports medicine partner of the Washington Nationals. Learn more about the part we play at Inova.org sports. Welcome back to Nats on Deck. It's the Nationals and Red Sox coming up. The middle game of this interleague series. And, of course, crucial game for the Red Sox as they are trying to make it to the postseason. And we take a look at the pitching matchup for this game brought to you by PVI Office Furniture. Fast, excellent, affordable business grows with PVI. 
and PVI. You can visit them online at PVIPVI.com today. For the Nationals, right-hander Josiah Gray on the mound. JoJo Banks' his 13th start, his 14th appearance, 2-2 two and two record, 5.85 earned run average. And the Red Sox turn to right-hander Tanner Howick, a first-round pick in 2017 out of Missouri. He's been one of their top young pitchers in their organization, and he's made 17 appearances, 12 starts. He's been back and forth six times between the Red Sox and Triple-A Worcester. A 1-5 record, a 3 0.80 ERA. First, let's talk about the Nationals. Right-hander Josiah Gray last time out, five and a third in Denver on Monday. Three runs, four hits. Good through the early innings. Got into trouble in the sixth inning. A single, a couple of walks, a flyout, and then a three-run double by Ryan McMahon ended his game. Yeah, it was a second straight win for Josiah, and for five innings, he pitched about as well as you can pitch in the altitude, the thin air of Denver. I mean, he only allowed a couple of hits. One of those was a little blue pit off the bat of the pitcher, Herman Marquez, but he clearly tired, even though he only entered the sixth inning at 71 pitches, maybe pitching in the thin air, because all of a sudden he lost the strike zone with the back-to-back walks to Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story, and then two batters later, McMahon knocked him out with the three-run double. Fortunately, this was a game in which uh, the bullpen did the job and we're able to get that uh, win to the finish line so gray evens his record at two and two we know he's had issues with the home run ball the red Sox a home run hitting offense but for gray the last two starts he's kept the ball in the park and not coincidentally he's two and oh in those games yep that that certainly helps the cause uh, without a doubt and meanwhile, on the mound for the Red Sox, Tanner Houck, he has not started the last three times he's pitched. It's been out of the bullpen. Two innings against the Orioles back on the 28th. A run, three hits, struck out three, and walked one. His last start was September the 15th in Seattle, a 9-4 win. Gave out three runs, four hits in four and a third, striking out seven. So you figure in that game, 71 pitches to start before that 70. You don't figure he's going to be too deep into the game. The last time he threw as many as 90 pitches was August. 29th. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to go as long as they can, but with two games to go, everybody is, all hands are on deck. They have a couple of long uh, candidates with Martin Perez, former starter, and obviously they have uh, Sawamura who can pitch multiple innings from the right side, so they're not concerned necessarily about him going deep, but what they are concerned about is him commanding the strike zone. He had a relief appearance against the Yankees last Saturday in which he walked uh, four batters and that ended up, uh, three of those ended up scoring, so uh, he can be a strikeout machine, but he can also lose the strikes zone at times. He's got very electric stuff with a mid-90s fastball and a slider, but at times he struggled to command. That's why his future may be more in the bullpen than as a starter because he has that swing and miss stuff, but it's been tough for him to get deep in games because he can be so wild. Yeah, 79 strikeouts and 64 innings is good. 21 walks overall. 237 batting average against him. One thing he has been able to do in the 64 innings, Dave, is keep it in the park. He's only given up four home runs. Well, his fastball is a good heavy sinker. His slider's down, so generally he likes to keep it on the ground. So that's your pitching matchup here this afternoon for the Nationals, right-hander Josiah Gray. And for the Red Sox, it'll be right-hander Tanner Houck. Now, normally we say stay tuned for the play-by-play, of which today it's going to be all me because Dave's going to be, we're going to be doing dueling broadcasts. Dave's going to be down the hall calling the game for ESPN Radio. Yeah, it's, it's been a great opportunity to do that the last couple of Saturdays with this being a meaningful game around the major leagues. Uh, this is the game they chose. So I'll just be down the hall with a little different perspective. Never called a game from that visiting radio booth. And you don't have to call it off a monitor. Because the game is right here. That is a beautiful thing. Baseball in front of you, the way it was meant to be done. So, lots of baseball ahead. Hope the game's as good as last night's was. That was exciting. The park expected to be filled. Stay tuned. Our play-by-play broadcast, the Nationals and Red Sox, coming up on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. What gets you revved up? Maybe it's heading toward that next adventure, driving farther and exploring more. 
Or maybe it's just spending less time worrying and more time doing. Whatever it is, Sitco is here to help with top-tier TriClean gasoline. With continuous use, it helps keep engine parts clean for a smooth ride and maximizes your mileage to get more life out of every tank. Now that's gas you can feel good about. Go rev up with TriClean gasoline at your locally owned Sitco station today. Preparing for this storm season might not be at the top of your to-do list. But at Pepco, we know a little prep can make a big difference. Here are our top three tips for how to prep for storms this year. Pack a storm bag and don't forget batteries. Power up your portable phone chargers and download the Pepco app to stay connected. Get storm informed at pepco.com slash storm prep. Get comfort now, pay later during the FH Fur Super Summer Sales Event. For a limited time, get a new home comfort system from FH Fur with 60 months, same as cash. Their warehouse is well stocked with equipment for all your home's plumbing, electrical, and HVAC needs, including Lennox home comfort systems. So while the experts at FH Fur keep you comfortable, you'll take comfort knowing you have five years interest-free to pay off your new system. Call 877-CALL-FUR or visit FHFur.com. FH Fur and Lennox, absolutely the best. Hi, this is Charlie Slows here to tell you about the Honda Summer Sales Event going on now, where you can get an incredible summer offer on a new Honda from tech-savvy sedans like the turbocharged Civic with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto to rugged, adventure-ready SUVs like the all-wheel drive Pilot with seating for eight. Hurry, they're selling fast. Don't miss your chance to get a great deal. Take advantage of the savings during the Honda Summer Sales Event. See your local Honda dealer today. Hey, it's your boy Bish here. Most people would agree life is better with friends. I get to host a radio show with mine. Whether hanging with your four-legged friends, playing poker with your buddies, or cracking open a cold one on the back porch with neighbors, let Van Meter build a home for all your friendships. With single-family, townhome, and condominium communities located all across Northern Virginia, Van Meter has something for everyone. Visit vanmeterhomes.com slash friends and let their family build a home for yours. You're listening to the Washington Nationals Radio Network. I'm Rob Nichols, President and CEO of the American Bankers Association. We believe everyone should be able to enjoy the safety, convenience, and other benefits that come with a bank account. That's why banks of all sizes in the Washington area and across the country are joining the Bank On movement and offering low-cost, affordable accounts that can help everyone get banked. To learn more, visit aba.com slash Get banked. WJFK FM and HD1 Manassas and WPGC HD2 Morningside. This is your flagship home of the Washington Nationals and DC Sports Talk all day. Sports Radio 1067 The Fan and Odyssey Station. 20 year old Juan Soto in a spot to be a game changer here. Hater the set, the kick, here it comes. Swing and a line drive.
Nationals Baseball on the Washington Nationals Radio Network is brought to you by Anova, the official hospital system of the Washington Nationals. By Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. By Budweiser, crack open a comeback. By your local Honda dealers, get a great deal on your favorite Honda model. See your local Honda dealer today. By Steamfitters UA Local 602 and its signatory contractors. By Sitco. Visit your locally owned Sitco station today. Sponsored by Alarm.com. Join a winning team. Visit Alarm.com slash careers today. And by FH Fur Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. The official plumbing partner of the Washington Nationals. Absolutely the best. Here are Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. An absolutely gorgeous day in the nation's capital, and it looks to be a capacity crowd gathering here at Nationals Park for the middle game of this three-game interleague series, the next-to-last game of the 2021 regular season between the Boston Red Sox and the Washington Nationals. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our play-by-play broadcast. Charlie Slows with you. Dave Jagler is on a special assignment calling the game on ESPN Radio today. And so I'll be flying solo with the play-by-play as the Nationals try and play the role of spoilers again with the Red Sox, who did hold on last night, beat the Nationals by the score of 4-2. to two. Nationals had so many chances. They went 1-for-12 with runners in scoring position, left 12 men on base, including two as the game ended and fell short as the Red Sox won their 90th game of the year. They have a record of 90-70, and 70, and of course second place in the American League East behind the already uh, clinched division champions, the Tampa Bay Rays. But the Red Sox entered play today, a game behind the Yankees for the first wild card spot. The Red Sox holding the second wild card spot by one game over both Seattle and Toronto. Well, Seattle not yet playing, but the... Uh, Blue Jays are leading the Orioles 6-1 to in the bottom of the third inning. And Tampa Bay is absolutely blowing out the Yankees 12-2 to in the Bronx. So potentially a Red Sox win would tie them with the Yankees for the first wild card spot. Toronto would then be a game back if they hold on and win their game, holding the second uh, wild card spot. While the Seattle Mariners... They're playing against the Los Angeles Angels. The game is tonight, beginning just after 9 o'clock Eastern time. For the Nationals, again, it is game number 161. Josiah Gray will make his final start of the year, matching up against Tanner Houck, a rookie going for the Red Sox, who's made 12 starts, as has Josiah Gray, and all of the 12 with the Nationals. Actually, uh, 11 of the 12 with the Nationals, and uh, 11 of the 12 starts he's made, 12 of his 13 appearances have come in a Washington uniform. Gray's won two, lost two, a 5.85 ERA. And again, Halk won in five with a 3.80 ERA. He appeared in three games in September last year for the Red Sox and was very impressive, 3-0 with a 0.53 ERA, allowing just one earned run in 17 innings with 21 strikeouts. This year, the 17 appearances, 12 starts, 64 innings, 57 hits allowed, struck out 79 and walked 21, allowing just four home runs. While Josiah Gray, the home run ball has been issue for him. He's given up 18 home runs in 64 and two-thirds innings while surrendering 60 hits. He struck out 69 and walked 31. As he leads the Nationals out of the field from their first base side dugout, the Nationals are wearing their Curly W alternate red jerseys with navy blue and white trim and the matching red cap. Perhaps the Red Sox will be in their traditional row gray today with red, navy, blue, and some white trim. It's time now 
For this afternoon's official starting lineups brought to you by BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of the Washington Nationals. For Alex Cora's Boston Red Sox, Cora in his third year as the manager of the Red Sox, 282 wins, 202 losses, and of course, one year where he didn't manage the Red Sox. Kike Hernandez leads off. He'll be the second baseman. Kyle Schwarber at first base. Schwarber batting second. Xander Bogarts is the shortstop. Bogarts batting third with Rafael Devers at third base. Devers in the cleanup spot. J.D. Martinez starts in right field. Martinez hitting fifth. Alex Verdugo, the left fielder. Verdugo hitting sixth. Hunter Renfro in center field. Renfro the big blow in last night's game in the sixth inning. A three-run homer was his 31st of the year. Renfro batting seventh. Christian Vasquez has caught more innings in the major leagues than any other catcher. He'll bat eighth. Vasquez the catcher and Tanner Houck the pitcher batting ninth. Again, Hernandez, Schwarber, Bogarts, Devers, Martinez, Verdugo, Renfro, Vasquez, and Houck. For Davey Martinez, Washington Nationals, Lane Thomas leads it off. Thomas in center field. Alcides Escobar, the shortstop. Escobar bats second. Juan Soto is the right fielder. Soto is batting third. Josh Bell at first base. Bell is the cleanup man. Cabert Ruiz catches. Ruiz batting fifth. Andrew Stevenson in left field. Stevenson batting sixth. Jordy Mercer, the second baseman. Mercer batting seventh. Carter Keeboom is the third baseman. Keeboom batting eighth. And Josiah Gray, the pitcher, Gray batting ninth. Thomas Escobar, Soto, Bell, Ruiz, Stevenson, Mercer, Keeboom, and Gray for the Nationals. Our umpires, Phil Cuzzy calling balls and strikes. The crew chief, Field in Culberth, is the umpire at first. DJ Rayburn umpires at second base today. And James Oy is the umpire at third. Coaching at third for the Red Sox is Carlos Fables. Coaching at first base, Ramon Vasquez fills in for Tom Goodwin. Goodwin, if the Red Sox make the postseason, will not be allowed to be in uniform because he has not been vaccinated. So Vasquez now taking over the first base coaching duties for the Red Sox. Ready to go. Kiki Hernandez in the box. Josiah Gray to the windup and the first pitch fastball is in there. A called strike one at 94 miles an hour. As tracked by the National Air Traffic Controllers Association radar gun. Natka, we guide you home. Hernandez hitting at 248. Here's the wide of the pitch, and that's in there called strike of the knees with another fastball to the outside, and the count is 0-2. Hernandez with 35 doubles. He has three triples, 19 homers, and 58 runs batted in in his first year with the Red Sox. Now Gray kicks and delivers the 0-2, goes to a breaking ball, the slider low and away, and it's one ball and two strikes. Last night's game, Hernandez was 0 for 3, but walked twice. His 44th start at second base, he started forward short, but most of the time he's been the center fielder. He started 81 games out there and finished the game last night in center. Now the wide of the 1-2, breaking ball to curve low and away, and the count even at two balls and two strikes. Kyle Schwarber on deck, and then Xander Bogarts here in the top of the first inning. Folks still making their way through the turnstiles of the center field gate from the direction of the Navy Yard Metro and Half Street. We may fill Nationals Park here this afternoon. Now Gray to the wind and the pitch. Swing and a squibber. Third base side off the hill. Gray barehands, plants, throws. Bell has to reach out and tag him and out is the call at first base. The throw a bit into the runner. And Gray able to get the throw to Bell, who gets the tag on Hernandez for the out. And there's one away. So that's how the game gets started here this afternoon at Nationals Park. Good, good play by Gray with a barehanded pickoff and got rid of it quickly. 
Although his bell, this throw pulled Bell off the bag. With Hernandez coming up the line in fair territory, he was not running in foul ground. We might have had one of those calls had the ball been knocked out of the glove of Bell. But Bell able to get the tag on Hernandez, and there's one away, and Kyle Schwarber will stand in. Three-man overshift to the right against the former National, who had a video tribute. He got a big ovation last night before the game, and the first pitch to him is a fastball outside. Ball one at 95 miles an hour. With the Red Sox... He has played now in 39 games, hitting 289, nine doubles, seven homers, 18 runs batted in. The wind by Gray in the pitch. Off speed outside of the count is 2 0. 72 games with the Nationals at 253, 25 home runs, including 16 in that amazing stretch in June, and knocked in 53. His last 12 games, 11 of 32, 344 clip for the Red Sox. Starting his eighth game at first base. Gray delivers, swinging a tapper foul. That one into the camera well to the home plate end of the Nationals dugout. I believe that's Henry Blanco who caught that ball. And the count is 2-1. and one. Gray with a new baseball. And ready to go. Right foot middle of the rubber for the native of New Rochelle, New York. Out of Lemoyne College, outside of Syracuse. The wind of the 2-1. Swinging to drive it well to right. This is way back. This is going off the top of the wall. Soto plays the carom. Schwarber on his way to second. And the throw, the slide, the tag. He's safe. It's a booming double for Schwarber. That hits high off the 14-foot, 8-inch wall just to the left of the Nationals' bullpen. Soto who plays fairly shallow most of the time back on that. Knew he wasn't getting to it. The only question was whether it would stay in the park. Tenth double for Schwarber. He had nine with the Nationals. He now has ten with the Red Sox. Our first pitch this afternoon thrown at six minutes past four o'clock. And our official game time temperature, a perfect 77 degrees. First pitch time and temperature brought to you by Offenbachers. Visit Offenbachers in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for huge selection of outdoor furniture that's in stock and available for prompt white glove delivery to your backyard. So runner at second and one out in Xander Bogarts. Three-time Silver Slugger Award winner stands in from the right side against Gray. First pitch low and away with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Bogarts hitting 295, seventh on the Geico American League leaderboard in batting. He has 154 hits, 34 doubles, a triple, 23 home runs, 79 knocked in. 368 on base percentage is seventh in the American League. Shadows around home plate. The pitcher's mound, the left side of the infield, and toward the left field line. Pitch is low and away and gets by Ruiz, trying to backhand it on a hop, and goes to the backstop. And on a wild pitch, Schwarber goes to third. The count is two balls and no strikes. Now on Bogarts. So now the Nationals with one out will bring the infield in. Everything else in the sunshine, first base area, second base, center field and right field versus the tough sun. Lane Thomas right now looking up at the sun, checking things with his sunglasses. The center fielder. 2-0 on Bogarts. And Gray in early trouble. Signs flashed by Ruiz. Gray comes set. Looking at Schwarber now. Kicks and delivers to the plate. And a slider swung on and missed. A good one there. And the count is two balls and one strike. (laughs) 
And lots of folks still making their way to their seats here at Nationals Park. Gray sets. Check Schwarber dancing off third of the pitch. And another slider. This one missed inside a little low. And the count three and one with a left-handed hitting Raphael Devers on deck. Ray goes to the rubber mat on the back slope of the mound for a moment. Kicks some dirt out of his white baseball shoes, his spikes. And it's Bell at first, Jordy Mercer at second. Escobar the shortstop and Keyboom at third. Josiah Gray sets. The kick and the pitch. Swing and a fastball fouled straight back. And the count is full. Three balls, two strikes. Our first full count of the game, and it's brought to you by FH Fur Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. The official plumbing partner of the Washington Nationals, absolutely the best. Andrew Stevenson in the sun in left field. Thomas a touch to right center. Stevenson straight away in left. Soto's tore the line a bit in right. Bogarts forward in the batter's box a bit. The kick and the pitch. Too high with a fastball. That's ball four. That'll put runners first and third. It does set up the double play possibility in an associated builders and contractors double play situation. Nationals have turned 114 double plays this year. Red Sox 142 third most in the American League. Nationals have been the team that's hit into so many. They've hit into 157 on the ground, 165, 168, pardon me, overall. So they drop back and into an overshift against Devers. Shortstop Escobar to the right of second. Mercer toward the hole. Keyboom on the left side toward third of the pitch. Swinging a ground ball right side. Mercer in the hole has it to second one. Escobar the relay back to first. It is in time. And a double play to get out of the inning. To Mercer in the hole. A long throw to second. Escobar a flat-footed release across the, play, uh, the base. And on to first to complete an inning-ending Double play, four to six to three. ABC contractors committed to putting the best talent on the construction field and associated builders and contractors double play. A hit, a walk, a wild pitch, one left, middle of the first, Boston nothing. Washington coming up on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy uses the sports of baseball and softball as vehicles to foster positive character development, academic achievement, and improved health among youth from underserved communities in Washington, D.C. Learn more and donate now at natsacademy.org. Budweiser Select is just 99 calories. 99 of the biggest, boldest, loudest, and proudest, meatiest, double bicep flexiest, lip-spanking, tongue-punching, 400-yard passing, home-run hitting, mic-drop-kicking, third eye of the tiger opening, lightning-powered electric guitar crank to 11 shredding Clydesdale thunder-clapping calories you ever go. Budweiser Select. Light on calories, heavy on taste. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch. Budweiser Select Lager. St. Louis, Missouri. Much like the Washington Nationals, Steamfitters Local 
602 along with our signatory contractors need to surround themselves with winners. When you are entrusted to help design, build, and maintain such iconic landmarks as the World War II Memorial, the Pentagon, the U.S. Capitol, Nationals Park, and many more, your team needs to be the very best on the field. When it comes to the HVAC, mechanical, refrigeration, and process piping industry, there are none better than the members of Steamfitters UA Local 602. So, if you're looking to be part of our winning team by either using one of our many award-winning contractors or looking for a career in the industry, look no further. Local 602 offers a tuition-free five-year apprenticeship program along with excellent health care, a pension plan, and an annuity as well. Not only are the benefits the best in the industry, you will earn a six-figure income upon completion of the program. Simply put, we are the best. Please visit steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Now, let's go Nats. Bottom of the first inning, and no score with the help of a almost spectacular double play turned by the Nationals to end the top of the first. Very nice. Mercer in the hole of the overshift to Escobar getting to the bag at second. Flat-footed throw to first in time on target to double up. Raphael Devers and Lane Thomas leads off against right-hander Tanner Houck in the first pitch fastball is in for a strike at 96 miles an hour. Houck is long-limbed, 6'3 and 230. It seems like he has a big leg kick and the arm follows. He pitches out of the stretch all the time. The kick and the pitch swing and a foul back over the screen out of play. It's a bit of a crossfire delivery. And the count 0-2 on Thomas. Hitting 243 in 75 games for the year, but in 43 games with the Nationals, he's batted 282. 15 doubles, two triples, seven homers, 28 runs batted in. Right handed hitter with a stance that is almost straight away, if not open just a hair. Hauk kicks, delivers. Fastball too high, and the count one ball and two strikes. Hauk definitely has a bit of a crossfire delivery. Again, a top pick of the Red Sox, 24th pick in the June 2017 draft out of the University of Missouri. Born in St. Louis, makes his home across the river in Collinsville, Illinois. Now the pitch, swing and a miss at a slider. And down on strikes is Lane Thomas. So he showed him the fastball three times before the slider. And Thomas has struck out. That'll bring up Alcides Escobar. He's been a hot hitter. A hit in 15 of his last 16 games, 26 out of 74. 351 clip. Who's hot? Brought to you by the Virginia Lottery. Cash five with Easy Match from the Virginia Lottery. With a daily growing jackpot that starts at $100,000. An Easy Match that gives you a chance to win up to $500 instantly. Now the pitch. And Escobar takes a first pitch slider outside ball one. Alk with a fastball that has averaged 94 miles an hour this year. Slider at 84, change up at about, uh, which is a splitter at about 86. Two men on the left, two on the right. Second baseman Kike Hernandez well toward the middle. And the pitch, Escobar looks over a fastball. And that's a strike to count one and one. Third baseman Devers is playing even with the bag. Against Escobar. With Juan Soto on deck. Alk sets. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. And a sinking fastball at 95 miles an hour. And the count. One ball and two strikes. 
And the Red Sox, with some help, can clinch a postseason spot today. That's if they win. Here's the set of the pitch. This one way outside. A slider evens the count. Two balls and two strikes. If they win and both Toronto and Seattle lose, but the odds of Toronto losing right now are not good with the Blue Jays. Although it's early. 6-1 lead. Last check in Toronto. Actually now 7-1 in the bottom of the third. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. Escobar down swinging on the slider. Two out nobody on. Shadows may be an advantage for the pitchers early with the pitcher and batter in the shade and the batter's eye backdrop in the sun. Juan Soto will stand in now. Number two of the National League batting race at 317. A race that may have lost some of its drama with Soto's recent tail off. Just three hits in his last 21 official at bats. Turner two home runs last night. That's former national Trey Turner including a grand slam. He's now hitting 327. Ten points ahead of Soto. Two out, nobody on. Over shift to the right side of the pitch is in there. Called strike with a splitter at 88 miles an hour. 20 doubles, two triples, 29 home runs for Soto. 94 runs batted in. Seventh in the National League in RBIs. Eighth in hits with 157. Leading the world in walks with 144, including 22 intentional walks. Second in the National League in runs scored with 110. Leads the majors in on-base percentage at 470. He swings at a fastball, grounds it toward the middle. Third baseman Devers is on the left side of the infield toward the middle and makes the throw to first for the out. So Soto grounds out. Now three for his last 22. That ground out ends the inning. As the Nationals go in order, one inning complete here at Nationals Park. It's Boston nothing and Washington nothing. On the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. Hi, I'm Jeff Dick, Chairman and CEO of Main Street Bank. And our team at Main Street has partnered with the Washington Nationals to let you know that we'd like to be your bank. Our team is ready to give you the attention you deserve so that we can best help your business and community grow. At Main Street Bank, we put our bank in your office. For more information, visit us at mstreetbank.com. Member FDIC, an equal housing opportunity lender. Are you looking to expand your skills and tackle new challenges? Chenegan Decision Sciences, CDS, is looking to fill a variety of contract specialist positions in the Washington, D.C. area. CDS has an unmatched company culture and offers exceptional benefits. CDS is a 2021 Washington Post top workplace and a military-friendly employer. Take the next step in your career and apply today. Visit careerscds.com. That's careerscds.com. Sometimes you like things just the way they are. May I take your order, please? I'll take the usual. Pick three and pick four from the Virginia Lottery. But sometimes you just got to spice things up a bit. Would you like to add Fireball? What's that? Replace any of your lottery drawing numbers with Fireball for the chance to create new winning combinations. Just double the cost of your play. It's the extra spicy way to ignite your game, sir. Mmm, I'll take that side of Fireball. Pick three and pick four with Fireball. Ignite your game today. For odds and information, visit VALottery.com. 
The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy uses the sports of baseball and softball as vehicles to foster positive character development, academic achievement, and improved health among youth from underserved communities in Washington, D.C. Learn more and donate now at natsacademy.org. It's the second inning here in the nation's capital. Red Sox and Nationals are scoreless. And J.D. Martinez leads off for Boston. The right fielder, right-handed hitter against right-hander Josiah Gray. The wind of the first pitch is over at the knees with a fastball, a called strike at 94 miles an hour. Martinez in last night's game, two for four, a pair of singles. And throughout Juan Soto trying to go first to third in the seventh inning. In fact, ended the inning. Third out. Here's the pitch by Gray. Swinging a foul to flex off the shin guards of the catcher. Kbert Ruiz, the count is 0-2. Martinez at 288. Tied for the American League lead in doubles with 42. He has three triples, 28 home runs, 99 runs batted in. 73 extra base hits, tied for fifth most. Comes in, hitting in three straight, six for his last 12, including two doubles and a home run. His sixth start in right field. He's had 28 in left, but for the most part, the DH for the Red Sox, 113 times. Looks at a slider outside on 0-2, so the count now one ball, two strikes. Gray stands straight up on an angle a bit toward the third base side. Right foot on the rubber. Left foot just off the rubber. Ruiz, a long time to flash the signs. Now the wind of the pitch. Breaking ball in there. Slider, strike three. And Martinez caught looking. The first strikeout of the game for JoJo Gray. The second inning of Nationals baseball is fueled by Sitco. The next time you walk out the door, take a second to stop at Sitco. Sitco has everything you need from top-tier Sitco tri-clean gasoline to snacks, drinks, and more. Visit your locally owned Sitco station today. So now the batter will be Alex Verdugo. Verdugo, the former Dodger. First pitch to him is a fastball outside ball one at 95 miles an hour on the Natka radar gun. He's in left field today. He started 78 games now in left. 38 in center, 19 in right. 288 average in 144 games, 13 homers. 61 runs batted in. Swinging a changeup fouled back. It's one and one. 31 doubles, couple of triples as well for Verdugo. Came in the deal that sent Mookie Betts, David Price, and a lot of money to the Dodgers in February of 2020. Connor Wong and Jeter Downs, the other players coming to Boston with Verdugo. It was a second round pick of the Dodgers back in 2014. Open stance, deep in the box, standing just about straight up. And the next delivery is outside. Dodgers have so many players coming. They could afford to trade Verdugo. And they let Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson go as free agents. Hernandez with Boston. Peterson signed with the Cubs. And then, of course, was later traded to the Braves. Gray into the windup. 2-1 delivery on the way. Hit high in the air. Left field. Stevenson coming in and toward the line is there and he makes the catch for the out. Keyboom, the third baseman, went way out there. Stevenson shaded a left center against Verdugo just in case he couldn't get there. But Stevenson, who was terrific in left field last night, makes a much what you'd call easier play than those three spectacular catches he had. 
two going back one leaping on the warning track another one leaping against the left field wall and then the next inning coming straight in with a headlong dive just made the catch off the grass banged his chin and face into the ground and held on here's Hunter Renfro big center fielder today right handed hitter takes a breaking ball a curve in for a strike hitting 264 33 doubles 31 home runs and now 96 runs batted in for the Red Sox. And a pretty good pickup on a one year $3 million deal. Swing and a miss of the slider now. And Josiah Gray's ahead 0 2. He has a 12 game hitting streak, the longest of his career. 15 of 48 during the streak. That's 313, but he has four doubles and four home runs. Since the All Star break, 18 home runs, 50 batted in. Takes the next pitch, low and away a slider. And the count, one ball, two strikes. Renfro, originally drafted by the Padres. First round pick in 2013 out of Mississippi State. Deep in the box, knee slightly bent. Stance just open a bit, and a swing and a slow grounder foul. Outside of third will be grabbed by Carlos Febles, the third base coach. For Alex Cora's Red Sox. And the count holds it a ball and two strikes. Now the wind. Here's the pitch. And a half swing and a roller toward short. Charging in is Escobar. He'll throw on the run in time to Bell. Good play. And the side is retired. And a good 1-2-3 inning for JoJo Gray. We go to the bottom of the second. We'll be looking at what's brewing around the major leagues with Bigelow T when we come back. It's Boston nothing and Washington nothing on the Steam Fitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. Championship rosters aren't built in a day. They're forged over years of scouting, drafting, signing, and trading. Trophies are lifted in October, but the stars of tomorrow cut their teeth in February and March. Discover the Palm Beaches and the foundation of Washington's future success at spring training in 2022. Tickets are on sale now at nationals.com spring. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents Doug. And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Budweiser Select is just 99 calories. 99 of the biggest, boldest, loudest, and proudest, meatiest, double bicep flexiest, lip spanking, tongue punching, 400 yard passing, home run hitting, mic drop kicking, third eye of the tiger opening, lightning powered electric guitar crank to 11 shredding, Clydesdale thunder clapping calories you ever go. Budweiser Select, light on calories, heavy on taste. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser Select Lager, St. Louis, Missouri. The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy uses the sports of 
of baseball and softball as vehicles to foster positive character development, academic achievement, and improved health among youth from underserved communities in Washington, D.C. Learn more and donate now at NatsAcademy.org. Last of inning number two here at Nationals Park. Red Sox and Nationals are scoreless. Josiah Gray, a 1-2-3 top of the second. While Tanner Houck had a 1-2-3 bottom of the first. He'll face Josh Bell, the cleanup man, to lead off. Nationals, of course, seeing Houck for the first time. Bell at 259, 23 doubles, a triple, 27 home runs. He's driven in 88. Houck delivers the first pitch to Bell. It's a fastball, a little bit high, ball one. We'll take a look at what's brewing around the major leagues here at the bottom of the second with Bigelow T. Grab a mug and T. Proudly. Houck out of the stretch holds, now delivers, and the pitch to Bell is over. Called strike with a fastball. Switch hitter batting left handed. He averaged 268 left handed, 236 right handed, 18 of his 27 home runs from the left side of the plate. Bell over his last 42 games has hit 317. He's had a really good second half, really good year after the slow start. Now the pitch. Half swing. Did he go? They'll say he did. The home plate umpire Phil Cuzzy calls it a strike. On the splitter in the count, one and two. Well, it is being reported now. By MLB Network's John Heyman that the Padres are planning to part ways with manager Jace Tingler. Padres have not confirmed this. Now the pitch. And that's a strike to Bell. He checked up on the splitter, and it's called a strike by Phil Cuzzy. And so three strikeouts for Tanner Houck out of the four batters faced as Bell goes down looking, and Kbert Ruiz will be the batter. Padres are saying that the report is premature. We'll have to see about that. The Giants have activated their closer Jake McGee from the injured list. He'd been out with an oblique strain the past couple of weeks. The Giants just keep on winning. Nothing has slowed them down. And the pitch on the way is in for a strike to Ruiz with a first pitch slider. At 86 miles an hour on the NACA radar gun. The Giants and Padres getting underway, same time as our game here. No score, bottom of the second. Joe Musgrove against Kevin Gosman. Padres have lost seven straight. Giants have won seven in a row, 11 of 13. Padres have lost 12 of 13, 17 of 20. Hard to believe the Padres, to the way the year began, are 28 games out of first place. And four games under 500 at 78 and 82. Now the pitch. Breaking ball. Slider low. This one in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Ruiz at 279. Three doubles, three homers, and 15 runs batted in. All three of his home runs have come from the left side of the plate. The set and the pitch is a fastball outside. Two balls and a strike on Ruiz. 
after a slow start he's really come on he's hit in nine of his last 11 19 hits in his last 46 times up that's a 413 clip kind of got started with a game where he had three slow rollers for infield hits Red Sox are in an overshift to the right side second baseman Hernandez well out into right field of the pitch swinging a ground ball that way to Hernandez who has to charge in now he's on the infield dirt comes to a stop and the throw to Schwarber the first baseman is in time two down here in the bottom of the second inning no score in the game again if you joined us late the Nationals with a roster move placing Josh Rogers on the injured list with a bit of a hamstring strain Allowed the Nationals to activate Gerardo Parra for the injured list available off the bench. Andrew Stevenson starting in left field for the second straight game. Yadiel Hernandez had a dental procedure during the day yesterday, so out of the lineup last night and again today. Well, Stevenson made three spectacular plays last night, maybe earned his way into the start today. Here's the pitch, swinging a bouncer foul. It is into the Nationals' dugout of the first base side. Stevenson hitting 223, six doubles, four homers, and 21 runs batted in. His 12th start in left field. He had 24 in center, three in right field earlier in the year. These days, center field has belonged to Lane Thomas, took over that job, and eventually led to Victor Robles being optioned to AAA, where he's finishing the season with Rochester. Now the pitch, swing at a tapper foul over toward the on deck hitter, Jordy Mercer. Alex Avila is expected to get a start tomorrow in the final game of the year. His dad, Al Avila, who's the top baseball man with the Tigers, for whom Alex played for two occasions, two stints with the Tigers, is in town with lots of friends and family to celebrate the conclusion of Alex's career. Here's a swing and a miss. Ball gets by to the backstop. Cameras off the bluestone wall. It'll be picked up by Vasquez as Stevenson races to first base. But Vasquez, I think, is contending, looking into the dugout, wanting a replay, see if he got hit with a backswing. Red Sox are looking at the rules, see if they can challenge it. And now Alex Cora is coming out of the dugout to talk to home plate umpire Phil Cuzzy. So I'm not sure what the Red Sox are challenging here. The Stevenson swung and missed. Seemed like the ball went between his legs and to the backstop. So now the umpires are all getting together on the infield grass between the pitcher's mound and home plate to decide what they're going to do here. And apparently it will end up in a review. So the crew chief, Fielding Culbreth, and the home plate umpire, Phil Cuzzy, are getting on the headsets. And in a moment we'll find out here as Stevenson swung and missed. The ball went right between his legs to the backstop. It didn't hit him. So I'm not sure what Vasquez's contention is. I mean, if the ball hit him, he'd get first base anyway. He did not get hit with a backswing. So there's that. But again, the ball went right through the legs of Stevenson, and Vasquez never got a glove on it.
So they're contending. I believe whether the ball did hit Stevenson at all. Yep, they're saying it did. So if it swung and missed and it hit him, then he's out. And so he is not able to get to first base because the ball did not go clean to the backstop. So I could not see on any replay that I saw that it grazed Stevenson, but that is ruled a strikeout, the fourth in the first two innings for Howe. And so after two at Nationals Park, it's Boston nothing and Washington nothing on the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. Geico presents Motorcycle Word of the Day. Today's word is gremlin. Is a gremlin an unknown and persistent mechanical issue? Or is it something large that gets caught in your teeth when you ride with your mouth open? As in, man, I gotta stop singing 80s power ballads when I ride. Ugh, keep getting gremlins in my teeth. See? Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, this is Charlie Slows. When I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my scorebook and notes, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, that's that smooth, constant comment flavor that tastes great and keeps my voice in peak condition, even if the game goes into extra innings. Whether I drink it hot or brewed over ice, I refuse to settle, and neither should you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea and join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in D.C. Bigelow tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. At Associated Builders and Contractors, inclusion, diversity, and equity aren't just boxes to check. It's how we get the best talent on the construction field. We are proud to use our national collective voice to advance diversity in construction. Visit abc.org to learn more about the unlimited possibilities of a career in construction. ABC, committed to winning work by developing the best talent on the field. You're listening to the Washington Nationals Radio Network. The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy uses the sports of baseball and softball as vehicles to foster positive character development, academic achievement, and improved health among youth from underserved communities in Washington, D.C. Learn more and donate now at NatsAcademy.org. Third inning, no score here in the nation's capital. Josiah Gray delivers to Christian Vasquez. First pitch popped a foul, first base side, and out of play. Vasquez has caught more innings than any other catcher in the major leagues. This is his 118th start behind the plate for the Red Sox. He's appeared in 130 games at catcher and 136 overall. Off the bench, where is a DH? 23 doubles, 6 homers, 47 knocked in. And the pitch is low and away with a slider from Gray. One ball and one strike. Conventional alignment of the infield. Two men to the left, two to the right. Playing him the opposite way, a bit toward right in the outfield. Now Gray starts his windup and the 1-1. Swinging a slow ground ball towards short. Escobar up with it. Plants and whips the throw to Bell. Vasquez retired. One away here at the top of the third inning, which is brought to you by TVAR Solutions. Pay for technology as needed with Dell Technologies Flex on Demand and TVAR Solutions. Learn more at TVARSolutions.com slash flex. Now the pitcher Tanner Houck will get his first ever at bat professionally. In fact, not only is not hit in the major leagues, never hit in the minor leagues, and never batted in college. So who knows when he batted last? Maybe at Collinsville High School in Illinois. First pitch fastball is in for a strike. 
So no history for Hauk. At the plate. Two men to the left, two to the right. Outfield shallow the other way in the pitch. Swing and lash foul. First base side and into the lower level. And the count is no balls and two strikes. They're now in the bottom of the ninth inning at Yankee Stadium. Tampa Bay leading the Yankees 12 to 2. Rays have hit three homers in that one and really a bullpen day for them. Here's a swing and a foul ball right side out of play. They started the youngster Shane Boz. Pitched only two and two thirds innings. Fireisen, Patino, Whistler, Chris Mazza back up with them. It's the second or third time he's been with the Rays organization. And mostly a regular lineup for them. Putting a hurting on the Yankees pitching. As the delivery, a slider missing low. One ball, two strikes. Jordan Montgomery got knocked out of the third. Seven runs, six hits, three homers. Brandon Lowes hit two home runs in that game. He has 39 for the year. Three run homer and a second three run homer. Pitch is swung on and fouled off to the right. So Lau hit a first inning three run homer and a third inning three run homer. Both off Montgomery. Check that. He has three home runs. He had a solo shot off Michael King in the seventh. So three home runs today for Brandon Lau. Mike Zunino's hit his 33rd. Austin Meadows, a three run homer as well as 27th. Wow. Now the pitch. Slider low. And the count even two and two on the pitcher, Hauk. So the Yankees making things harder on themselves. As far as the race for the postseason is concerned. Now the wind. Here's the pitch. And this one is just low. So from 0-2 to 3-2 missing with a fastball. And the Yankees one gave up on the Red Sox. Two up on Seattle and Toronto. It's an FH for a full count. Our second of the afternoon. And now Gray to the wind of the pitch. Is right in there. Fastball strike three. So out caught looking second strikeout for Gray and now to the top of the order. Kike Hernandez. Toronto up on the Orioles seven to one in the bottom of the fourth inning knocking out John Means seven runs six earned seven hits after three he gave up three home runs. Oscar Hernandez Soto in the first is 32nd Vladimir Guerrero a two run homer is 47th George Springer in the second inning a three run homer. His 20th, Alec Manoa pitching for Toronto. Connor Wade on a relief for the Orioles. Kike Hernandez out on a slow tapper to the third base side of the mound on a good play by Gray in the first inning, leading off the game. First pitch slider swung on a miss, strike one. And our updates on those wild card games of importance, really wild card games right now for these teams. Our real-time alert of the game brought to you by Five Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you gotta get stuff done. Here's the wind now and the pitch. Half swing. He lays off. Check swing on a slider. One ball, one strike. Now all this a race for two spots, and of course, so many people clamoring after last year to have a bigger postseason. If you had more teams that'd be in, the teams that are trying to get in right now would all be in. And you wouldn't have as much drama. Now the pitch, swing and a tapper foul. Outside of third, of course, the trade-off is 
They're all trying to get in to play one game to then move on to a division series against the team with the best record. In the case of the Dodgers, and the National League having won five straight, seven of eight, eight of ten, 16 of 19. They just haven't caught the Giants. Still two games behind the Giants who don't lose. So with 104 wins, Dodgers could end up a wild card team. The 1 2 of the way is a slider low. It's 2 and 2 to the right handed hitting former Dodger, Kike Hernandez. Dodgers playing tonight against the Brewers, and they'll have to face Corbin Burns, the Cy Young Award candidate for Milwaukee. Who's 11 and 4, but has given up just six home runs in 165 innings this year, only 33 walks. Gray into the wine, 2 2 to Hernandez, swung on, fastball, fouled back into the screen. So they'll do it again on 2 and 2. Giants have scored, take a 1 0 lead over the Padres to the top of the third in San Francisco. I'll tell you what, if those Rumors persist about Jace Tingler. The, the next rumor will be San Diego resident Bruce Bochy to come out of retirement. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the wide in the pitch. Swing and a fly ball off the end of the bat. Right center. Back goes Thomas. Warning track. Makes a running catch for the outs. So Kike Hernandez gives that one a ride to right center. Sound. It like he got it off the end of the bat, but apparently not because he drove it a long way. Thomas runs it down just shy of the warning track in deep right center. And the Red Sox go in order. Middle of the third at Nationals Park. It's Boston nothing and Washington nothing. On the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Nationals Baseball Network. Have you ever been recruited? I'm not just talking about sports, but that counts. Well, consider this your first virtual recruiting trip to Alarm.com. They're looking for smart, creative people who appreciate flexibility and who want to grow and collaborate with a team that's developing solutions to make life better for millions worldwide. Interested in being recruited? They'd love to talk with you. Visit Alarm.com slash careers today to find the career that might be right for you. That's Alarm.com slash careers. Hi, Charlie Slows here for my friends at PVI Office Furniture. Check out PVI's huge selection of both new and reconditioned furniture all under one roof at their showroom in Frederick, Maryland. Now open on Saturdays. Don't wait around for weeks for your furniture to show up from one of those big box stores. PVI has quick turnaround and delivery. Go 1-0 today with PVI Office Furniture. Fast, excellent, affordable. Business regrows with PVI. Visit their showroom in Frederick, Maryland or online at pvipvi.com today. In a world of change, one thing stays the same. Novex base rates have remained unchanged for a decade, even as people use more electric devices than ever before. Novex continues to keep rates low and reliability high. Novex holds base rates down, even as other prices climb, because you have enough change in your life. Novex, keeping life bright. Listening to the Washington Nationals Radio Network. The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy uses the sports of baseball and softball as vehicles to foster positive character development, academic achievement, and improved health among youth from underserved communities in Washington, D.C. Learn more and donate now at NatsAcademy.org. Bottom of the third inning here at Nationals Park. Red Sox and Nationals are scoreless. Jordy Mercer leading off, getting the start at second base again. 
Luis Garcia out of the lineup with sore ribs. They didn't want to call it an oblique. They just said sore ribs, mostly on the left side. Now the first pitch fastball inside to Mercer, ball one. Hitting at 261, six doubles, two homers, seven runs batted in. This is his 18th start of the year at second base. He's had 10 at third. Carter Keeboom will follow, and then the pitcher, JoJo Gray. Playing Mercer around towards right. Straight up on the left side of the infield, toward the middle on the right side. And now Hawk delivers, swinging a bouncer up the third baseline. A two hopper grabbed by Devers deep of the bag, but foul. And the count is one ball and one strike. Be part of the Nationals' future by becoming a Nats Plus member. Get up to 30% off concessions and merchandise. Select your seat. Enjoy exclusive events with players and more. Visit nationals.com slash Nats Plus to learn more. Shadows now have covered just about the entire infield. Some sun coming through under the roof and through underneath the upper deck, the top of the stands. Left field in the shade. The pitch to Mercer is a slider in for a strike, and the count is one and two. Game is now over at Yankee Stadium. Tampa Bay a winner, 12 to two. The Rays with their 100th win. They'd already set a new club record for wins in a season. First time to the century mark. Pitch to Mercer, swung on and driven in the air to deep right, going back. Martinez battling the sun, reaches up, makes the catch just as he reaches the edge of the warning track. A couple of times put the glove up over his eyes, but it appeared he had it all the way. Sunglasses on. So Mercer gives it a ride to right center. One out, nobody on here in the bottom of the third. With the Red Sox and Nationals scoreless. Martinez 